if you were to tell me that the next Johnny Knoxville film had a 20 minute long sequence that was just him standing in the shallow end of a pool <laughs> and then like eight minutes in he just starts visibly shitting and then it's just 12 minutes of washing the shit slowly spread out in the pool around him I wouldn't Art. know if you were joking or not <laughs> I would say that's probably the most tastefully artful thing he's done. (laughs) There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Woo! And Juice. Watch as I break my legs. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Juice, what's this month's theme? This month is Cirque du Cinema. We are watching anything that has to do with theme parks, amusement parks, or maybe even like freak shows, sideshows, carnivals, whatever the fuck. So last week we watched Cirque du Freak involving freak shows and vampires. It was something interesting. But Jay, you did something this week and I need you to explain yourself to me. Explain your actions. On this week's episode, we watched Johnny Knoxville's 2018 movie, Action Point. Or... Jackass 5, maybe? All right. Well, Jay, we need you to give us an elevator pitch on your movie this week, where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. So here's your setup. All right. You are spending the day at Action Point, uh, the nation's most famously unsafe amusement park. Uh, You've decided you're going to play it safe by just uh, going down the water slide, uh, which has recently gone through some repairs. So, you know, (laughs) it's, it's relatively safe now. Unfortunately, though... Uh, they did not pay too much attention, and the wild bear that they previously had in their wildlife sanctuary has escaped and is paddling around in the pool at the bottom of the water slide. Oh, no. So you've got about 10 seconds before you get to the bottom of this slide. In that time, sell us on this movie. Johnny Knoxville saves the local youth center theme park by getting hit in the nuts, physically injured, and with some classic gross jackass humor. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... More than you needed, I think. (laughs) Casey, I told you many times it's not a good idea to stand at the bottom of the ride and sit there and drink. Because when I come down, that water's going to splash on you and you're going to dump right in right next to the angry bear and get eaten. So in the 10 seconds while you're finishing your beer, sell us on this movie. Jackass presents Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville presents Adventureland. (laughs) Six seconds. How many? Six. Wow, I tried to drag that out, and so did this yeah. movie. <laughs> so did this movie. This could have been a 20-minute college oh, sort of God. why physical yeah. humor isn't funny after 40. I, I've never had 84 minutes feel so long before. Like the beloved film The Princess Bride, Action Point opens with a kindly grandfather telling his grandchild a story. But if Peter Falk was Johnny Knoxville and let his friends taser him for an MTV2 show, Grandpa Knoxville narrates the story of his famously janky amusement park action point and its eventual demise to the corporate property Seven Parks that cares about the safety of his visitors for some reason. There's also a subplot with Knoxville's estranged daughter, Boogie, who comes to visit and is constantly disappointed by her admittedly pretty awful father. Uh, But who's got the Adderall to pay attention to that plot? Yeah, but she has the boring kind of daddy issues. No, what are the... No, never mind. (laughs) Oh, there's there's good ones. No. 
Moving on. <laughs> the Action Point crew decides to steal business away from Seven Parks by taking all the safety precautions off of their rides for maximum speed and then protesting themselves to get some free publicity. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, yeah, how the fuck does it work, though, Juice? I guess because the plot says so? Uh-huh. To keep the business and make ends meet, Boogie suggests that they add a petting zoo. So, of course, Knoxville captures a slew of wild petting animals. And somehow it's the petting zoo full of raccoons that gets Action Point shut down, and not the fact that they used a fucking angle grinder to cut the brakes off of everything that had brakes. Anything is a petting zoo if you're brave enough. <laughs> so, but that also begs a bigger question. I mean, had lawyers been invented yet? Is No, Juice, not yet. Oh. The government shuts them down, though, because they're not licensed to be a petting zoo. Which is a problem they resolve by luring an alcoholic brown bear into a cage so that they can declare Action Point a wildlife sanctuary. You know, I envy that bear. I just want to fuck up some random people's camping gear and shit on a back porch. The Action Point opens again, <laughs> and the crew breaks into a TV station and replaces the Seven Parks commercial with one of their own. The park gets slammed with new visitors, riding rides, climbing on buildings, and scarfing down cotton candy with some accidental cocaine in it. That's actually my favorite Pinterest recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All's going well in the land of cotton snow until a sleazy attorney shows up and forces a shitty kid to fake an injury, which is kind of wild given you could just hang out here for about 10 minutes and you would leave with just a slew of dead and injured children. So many of them. Instead, the sleazy lawyer man sues for $2 million. They do exist. Why didn't he just order 88 kilos of cotton candy? The park closes and Knoxville obsesses on how to get Action Point open again, forgetting that he had promised to take his daughter to see The Clash. In response, she gets arrested for getting drunk in a parking lot. Johnny comes to pick her up where she reveals that the purpose of her visit was to have Knoxville sign away his parental rights and immediately takes off running again. Knoxville chases her down and gaslights something about how Action Point became his family when his <laughs> actual family ran away from his toxic ass. So... <laughs> He gives up and signs away the deed to Action Point and opens up the park, giving away free beer to a massive crowd because now he can't be held liable for injuries that they get trespassing. Um, I'm only a couple credits away from a law degree, no. and I'm pretty sure that that's no, not. And be I've held also watched a lot for of lawsuits. Law and order. No, nope. He's but immune. That's how laws work. Uh, <laughs> he has sex with other dudes. He's on the down low. That's what I learned in law school. Law and order school. I'm dual enrolled. Knoxville finally takes Boogie to go see the clash. Fast forward, we're back to old man Knoxville who fakes a heart attack on his daughter's lawn because comedy is pretending your old fuckwad of a dad you apparently love is dead. Dave, I think we can all take solace in the fact that the movie didn't end with a nut shot. I mean, 17-year-old me believes that would have been a way better movie. <laughs> um, 28-year-old yeah, right. me knows that him dying at the end of the movie in the front yard would have been a way better movie if they're like, Dad, <laughs> stop fucking around. And he's actually dead, and, like, you see him shit his khakis, and they <laughs> poke him with a stick, or they do that thing where they raise their hand and drop it on their own face, because instinctually, if you're live, you're going to move your hand. But, yeah, he's dead. That would be a better movie. That would be like, oh, my God, is this the new on Golden Pond? Is this love story? So I don't know. I agree that possibly if they would have actually killed Johnny Knoxville's character at the end, it would have been very different of a movie, I guess. I just don't know how I'd feel about it because I'd kind of be like, yeah, but he was a total dick and unlikable ass fuck the entire movie. So uh, I mean, his last good deed on Earth is that he bonded with his granddaughter for an yeah. afternoon. And so like yeah. he had some kind of growth, but he didn't. 
Because he didn't. That this movie would have been so much better because then we could see A, the trauma, but B, know that this daughter <laughs> might actually grow up to be okay. <laughs> All right, you you did just give me an idea though, Jay. I don't think you were on the call when I said this yet, um, but they are filming Jackass 4 right now because the world needs another of those. Why? Uh, right, that was my point. But here's what I want. I want Jackass 4 to be a Jackass film where Johnny Knoxville injures himself but the camera's never actually pointed at the stunt itself. It's just like pointed at the sky with whatever Knoxville's doing occurring off frame. I think if you add some balloons, like balloons drifting off in the breeze <laughs> and actually having the camera follow the balloons, right? I think then we might have something or like a moth or a hummingbird. Yeah. Still some with kind the audio of, action. of him just groaning in pain. You don't have to edit this week. I would like you to edit that together instead, please. <laughs> please. And we'll watch that next week and put it up on the, the shitty cinema page. Thank you. Do you do you think that this movie could have been good without Johnny Knoxville? Do you think no. it would have been worse without Johnny Knoxville? Action Point is a parade of cliches. It is just cliches embedded in cliches embedded in predictable jackass stunts. I don't want to call them jokes. They're stunts. Right. They're not. They're just, they're, they are jackass cliches. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird that they have a genre of cliches unto themselves, but they very much do. God damn it. The, like you mentioned, Dave, you have the, the corporate park trying to take over where the misfits live, right? They're misfits. They're outcasts. Right. Oh, no. They, they use the bank to make us pay off all of our loan at once. What are we going to do? Guess we got to have a fundraiser. Let me stop you right there. This okay. is supposed to take place between like 1975 and 1979-ish. It was never really determined. But the yeah. late 70s. You know what was going on in the late 70s? A whole bunch of serial killing, lead everywhere, and diddling. <laughs> diddling left right center and up the fucking wazoo and let me just for all you parents out there if you don't already know this if an adult wants to hang out with your kid for free <laughs> oh that's a I mean, diddling that is... that's a diddling nobody wants to be with your kids you don't want to be with your kids hence why you're just sending them out and telling them not to come back till it's fucking dark hoping they'll get kidnapped well here's a guy that's exploiting their slave labor and diddling them. Steve-O, or not Steve-O, I'm sorry, Party Boy bangs a kid. He bangs a kid oh. in this movie. She, okay, we don't we haven't explicitly even, we know that she's a child, but yeah. I. You, you might have noticed, if you're listening carefully, that in the plot we really only talk about two characters. There are actually other characters in this movie. Most of them are paper thin, but, but possibly Chris Pontius, often known as Party Boy, may or may not be... The best part of the movie, depending on how you look at it. He yeah. is. I mean, I, I will agree with you, Casey, that, you know, the, the framing device of the film is that uh, Johnny Knoxville, as an old man, is telling his granddaughter about, uh, you know, his glory days with Action Point back in the 70s. But anyone who's set up to their plot is he's a divorced man who owns a dangerously unsound theme park in the 70s. Their <laughs> epilogue is a Dateline episode. It is yes. not a grandchild in New York. It's a new, it's in the like woods. It's away from everything. He is the Pied Piper of druggy kids. He's putting cocaine in cotton candy. 
It's free beer. He's giving these kids fucking <laughs> it's beer. True. Uh, yeah, yeah like, that's okay. true. Okay, and if this is an if this is like the late seventies and he's like fifty then, how fucking old is he in twenty eighteen? <laughs> I don't have time to do the oh. math because I'm in law and order school. I don't have the fucking time. Yeah. Oh, okay. We talked about this while we were watching it, but we're not sure whether old Johnny Knoxville in, in old face, right, in makeup and prosthetics looks older than actual Johnny Knoxville or not. It's yeah, no, no. He sort looks of confusing. <laughs> yeah, I kind of Total think he did. Total coin toss. Right? <laughs> no, he looked younger in old face because he had, like, right. more plump. His skin looked better because it wasn't yeah. his own. It was way better. He smiles in the car in direct sunlight. And we're all like, oh, whoa. <laughs> that was that was sad. Okay, and I also need to bring up, before I watched this movie, I looked up, and I'll admit it was a mistake, I looked up some reviews for this movie because I'm like, this has like a negative <laughs> 73 and a .1 star. And, da -da. and then, of course... You fucking douche tool Google fucking people came through and was like, this is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one fucking guy. There is one guy that says, <laughs> <laughs> asks if Johnny Knoxville and Party Boy are the new bad boys. No. No. Which one's no, Will Smith? Christ. No. Which one is Will Smith? None of them. They're all Steve I Urkel. <laughs> no. Are you fucking... Is that PCP? Is it you? Who said yes to this film? I want names. Yeah. I want addresses. Yeah, it... I, I, well, Johnny Knoxville was one of the producers, so he said yes to this <laughs> film. That's... Okay, but... He, he pays for his own things to be made, because who else would? Obviously. He needs to be under it, a conservative ship, not Britney Spears. Him. <laughs> Britney Spears' dad, go take him. Give us Britney back. Fucking <laughs> go fix Free this Britney. guy's life. Free Britney. Lock up Johnny. Free yeah. Britney. Lock up Johnny. Free Britney. Jesus. Lock up Johnny. I would absolutely watch that MTV series. <laughs> yes. Free Britney. Lock up Johnny. MTV too. Yes. Yes, a dramedy. Britney Spears' father is given conservatorship <laughs> over Johnny Knoxville. He is going to learn how to dance. <laughs> you know, I coming into this movie, I was really wondering, like, it's been a long time since I've seen anything Johnny Knoxville yeah. did. I wonder if he has grown and changed at all as an artist. And no, he has not. Not what? at all. Not since, like, 2001. And it's just, it's amazing to me. There's There's something almost magical about when you are as specific of a artist that you, your work can only be described as itself. The best way to describe a Tarantino movie is to say it is a Tarantino movie. That's true. Right. That That's tells true. you more about it than any genre possibly could. But the yin to that kind of yang <laughs> is, it is a Johnny Knoxville movie. And that tells you so much more than any plot possibly could. Okay, I was really scared when Jay said action point, and I said, what's that? And he says, a Johnny Knoxville movie. And I was afraid it was <laughs> yeah. The Ringer, and I was like, no, we don't want to talk about it. He's like, no, 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 it's not that one. I was like, oh, okay, good. It, it won't be that bad. Yeah, written and starring Johnny Knoxville. I wonder if I'm going to see Party Boy's butt. 
Of course, of course I am. <laughs> am I going to see Johnny Knoxville get hit in the balls many, many times? Yep. Is a human being going to vomit in slow motion? You goddamn know he is. <laughs> it is a Johnny Knoxville film. That was what one of those fucking people on Google was like. People are just discriminating against Johnny Knoxville because he's old. No, 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 no. no. We're discriminating no. because the fucking act is old. He's been doing yeah, the same act for fucking 23 years, bro. Right. Yeah. You're not Gallagher. You're Johnny fucking Knoxville. It's... Put an alligator on your nipple. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> like, last week with Cirque de Freak, I was forced to face some very specific phobias of mine with the spiders yeah. and the nail scratching noises. And this week, it was just this, like, awkward cringing at my younger self. Oh, my God. With all of these mirror images. This whole month is just the worst kind of therapy so far. <laughs> so, I don't like it. So that's a good point, Dave, because I grew up skateboarding, right? And CKY and Jackass being by a Margera, right? And the Johnny Knoxville was was the culture that I was steeped in, yeah. right? That was my shit. And so, how's that aging for it's you? It's not aging well. It's really bad. I get why adults fucking hated us. It wasn't that we were edgy and cool and pushing boundaries. It's that we were idiots and fucking unamusing yes. and tired mm-hmm. and sad. And people just really pitied us. They pitied right. us. Right. And to see Knoxville still doing the same act. Like, 20 years after the rest of us moved on. That's the other thing is people are like, oh, they're just they're just hating on him because he's old. Um, No, the fact that, like, half of them had to get dentures or veneers by 30 <laughs> tells me that what you're doing isn't art. It's just being an asshole. And the people right. that imitated them couldn't afford the fake teeth. So, I mean, <laughs> you inspired a, a generation of people who would later get Addicted to all sorts of fun things. At least Steve right. went into fucking stand up. That takes some courage <laughs> to try something different. Good on him. And he sobered up. Dave, you're right, though, about the fact that Johnny Knoxville films are very specific because I was paying too close attention. And even in the background, they're running Knoxville esque stunts like people falling off of ladders or having, you know, canoes fall over on them and just getting hit as though, like, that's supposed to be. You're just supposed to laugh. I don't I don't get it. That's what funny is, right? No. When just people get injured for you. It was kind of like a visual soundboard of a shitty morning DJ. <laughs> of like, okay, it's been three seconds. Hit the ball hit button. Boy, oh, 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 oh my god. Yeah, that's it visually it felt like a morning radio show. Wait. Can we do an edit where we go through and add every time there's like one of those fucking slapstick stunts? So that you get me a soundboard and I will abuse it. Absolutely. That would be better than the actual action point we watched. Okay, so the the content I would say it you could call it lowbrow, but that wasn't all that was wrong with this movie. What about the pacing? How about the pacing? This wasn't a long movie, was it? but it, it was really such wasn't. a long movie. I, I think it's because they, they, they use cliches. They telegraph everything up front so you know exactly what plot points are about to happen. Oh. And then they drag them out because there's nothing to fill in between setting up the plot point and executing the plot point. Call me Miss Cleo, but I called the dog licking the cum off of Party Boy's hand 
the minute okay. Party Boy got come on his hand. You can't just lead with that. You Call gotta me set now. the scene up. <laughs> He's coming on your hand, don't you see? So, so we talked about how Action Point swapped the commercial for Seven Parks. And the way that they did that was had Party Boy sneak in and swap the VHS. But while he was doing that, an executive came in and was banging some broad. And as a result of that, Party Boy ended up underneath the table and getting the load blown all over his hand. You know, I didn't think about it in the moment, but... <laughs> so did this guy just pull out and just fire with no regard to where he was going? Yeah, it's the seven <laughs> You're just gonna, you're just gonna bang a chick raw and then just pull out and hit fire. No. Yeah. Uh, at your place of who work. Who the fuck comes into the office the next day and it's like, did someone spill coke or is that Sprite? What the fuck? Okay. First of all, it's the guy that owned the <laughs> station, so yeah, he can come wherever he wants. It's not his place of work. He owns that place. Secondly, as long as he brings in cinnamon rolls on Monday, he can get away with saying it's icing on the carpet. And thirdly, I do respect Party Boy because he did get distracted by a magazine, and that's why he almost got caught because he, like, laid down and started reading the magazine. <laughs> yes. And I think yes. that's why a lot of people have hemorrhoids because, you know, you get into reading something and lose track of time. Happens to the best of us. Like, oh, Jesus, I've been sitting here for 20 fucking minutes. I feel really bad for Dave and Jay because they actually watched the movie ahead of time. We like. Did. But only oh a couple God. days ahead of time, and I understand yeah, the pain of watching a movie this fucking bad and then having to do it again. I spent the last week watching this film. I'm so sorry. It's all that is. And like, since you mentioned the pacing, I, I think after two viewings through and going totally insane, I have figured out my issue with the pacing of this movie. Okay. It's not just the fact that they use the stereotypical like 80s, oh no, we got to save the youth center with a big fundraiser cliche. It's that they set up one of these cliches like, oh no, our loans due in 10 days. And then, you know, it's a jackass movie. So you would think that they would do some jackass stunts in aid of resolving that right. storyline, but they don't. Yes. They set up the cliche. They immediately resolve it. And then they just fuck around doing jackass stunts for 10 minutes before they set up the next cliche. <laughs> that is exactly With fuck all going works. on in the time between. Right. Yeah, Dave, you nailed it. Like, if you just reversed those two, at least there would be some type of tension for me to be waiting for you to resolve. <laughs> but you didn't. Also, maybe don't mention that the theme park closed in the very first part of the movie. Like, maybe so we can right. have some right. kind of tension. Right. Like, are they gonna? how are they going to save it? Right. Case, that's a really good point. The foreshadowing, or they're just straight up telling us, it's uh, not foreshadowing. It's just writing right, it, it on the fucking wall. That's just shadowing. <laughs> shadowing. <laughs> if they wouldn't have told us that it closes, we would have had a much more interesting tension, and it might have kept us engaged a little bit, although I guess probably not because of the structure that Dave mentioned. No. Yeah, no, I, I don't think – I think potentially it could have, but it wouldn't have. And, like, when that's uh, – when we've hit the big climax and we are setting up that the villain's going to – uh, get his big payday when everyone sues him into the dirt. How the fuck is there still 20 minutes of runtime left? You don't have 20 minutes of plot. I know. You? I know. You just finished off what plot there was. Juice and I asked Dave how much longer we had in this film once we had reached a point where we were possibly considering throwing ourselves off a roof. Yeah. And he said, 
50 minutes. And the optimist in me was like 15. And it was not. It was 5-0. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie could have already ended twice. Right. Yeah, me and Casey started day drinking during this movie. This was yeah. a, a this was an experience. <sighs> watching the timeline of this movie is like watching the clock while planking. It is just <laughs> yeah. Got okay, thirty-seven seconds in, you are convinced that you have somehow angered a time lord. Yeah, and no. they have trapped you in some hellish pocket dimension. One of the first lines the daughter has in the movie when she sees action point is. It's like a continuous train wreck. And I feel like that basically, no, that doesn't describe this movie because I want to look at a train wreck. I didn't want to look at this. <laughs> I didn't want to fucking listen to this. I didn't want to listen to Party Boy and Johnny Knoxville comment on a 14-year-old's fucking budding body. Can we talk about that? Because you guys try to, like, you guys try to pretend like, hey, not everything's a molest, Casey. And I'm like, mm. and then that line happened. I was like, really? Really? Everything's not a molest? Not only is it, oh, she left a girl and came back a woman. It's her fucking uncle. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Juice. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You guys have a one day free pass to action point. What ride are you going on? Oh, that's an easy one. They have a slide that does a 360 loop out into a little fucking pool. And 17-year-old me is all in on the janky ride loop-de-loop into the pool. I don't know. I'm all about that zip line that when you're halfway through, somebody cuts the rope and then you fall into the water. <laughs> oh, see, I don't want to go on any of the rides. I just want to get shithoused with the bear. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I want to work the cotton candy stand, but if I can't do that, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to probably go on the Gravitron. God, the Gravitron in this was the most janky looking one I've ever seen. Like they never look well constructed to be great. Right? <laughs> this one looked like it was built out of like the gates from chain link fences or like just those, kind of strapped together. Like circle horse, like those circle horse jails that they keep yeah. horses in. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. But there was that scene where the guy vomited in slow motion on the Gravitron. Yeah, right? yeah. No. But the Gravitron, as I said, the it doesn't have walls. It has these, like, chain link fences. Yeah. So that means that this was just being, like, sprayed, like sprayed. sprinkled everywhere <laughs> around it's the like Gravitron. It's like throwing a fucking Slurpee out of a car window. The magic of Action Park has finished us out. And we now have to ask that one Ew. very important question. So, Casey, I'm going to start with you. 2018's Action Point, would you watch it again? Before even watching this, I made the mistake of Googling this film. I did not like what I saw. It opened in Germany. It made 44000 worldwide. It moved to South Africa for the budget. (laughs) Two old guys who used to staple their balls to their legs and a bunch of 12-year-olds. Fuck no, I would not watch this movie again. It was all of the worst parts of having children crammed in an hour and 20 minutes or two years. I don't know how fucking long I was watching this. No. Juice, how about you? Action point. Would you watch it again? Action packed Cedar Point. No. 
No, I'm not going to sit down and watch this again. I mean, I'll be honest. This tickled the the part of my 17-year-old brain that really loved Jackass. And I, I'm still debating on if 17-year-old me would have watched it again. But 33-year-old me is definitely well past <laughs> that point in my life. And I got a lot better things to do. So I, I don't think I can I, – I couldn't stomach another viewing of this. So, Dave – how about you? I, I, I pretty much I kind of know the answer to this already. Are you going to sit down and watch Action Point again? You know, if a Johnny Knoxville film has a demographic, it probably looks a lot like me. <laughs> I, I'm in my mid-30s. I watched a lot of Jackass back in the day. Mm-hmm. I still spend a not insignificant chunk of my money on extremely frivolous purchases like this. If anyone is primed for his material, it's this. But this is just, it was fucking exhausting as a film. And it's not even jackass enough that I can, like, call it, like, an oh, I'm just having a nostalgia moment. It's just, like, the worst kinds of nostalgia (laughs) trying to wrap a film around it. And I'm so tired after watching this. And I had to start drinking before noon because of watching it again. So... No, I'm not going to watch Action Point again at any point, and I'm going to think real hard before I watch another Johnny Knoxville film again ever, and I'm probably going to have to take a nap after we get done here. So, Jay, how about you? You brought this upon us. Damn you for that. Uh, But the final decision comes down to you. 2018's Action Point, would you watch it again? I suppose that that question I had coming into this, do I still enjoy Johnny Knoxville? Is jackass-type humor is that something that appeals to me and i i think i worried about it a little bit and i'll tell you one of the one of the moments that really kind of swapped off for me that we didn't get a chance to talk about and that's when they pull a ren and stimpy joke and johnny knoxville shows off his old man feet and his toes are yellowed and they're mm-hmm. the nails are cracked they've got hair like and that. fuzz the skin's all mottled right it's supposed to be really disgusting and all i could think about was Ren and Stimpy killed this joke in the 90s in a fucking cartoon for children. No, I will not watch Action Point again. This was a terrible mistake. I have regrets. I am so deeply sorry to the three of you for forcing you to watch this. The way you started that out made it sound like when you're like, I was scared that I might enjoy this, like... You were tentatively about to masturbate to something strange. You're like, please, I hope I don't like this. I hope I don't please like don't let this. Me get off. Please don't let me get off. Please don't let me get off. Cirque du Cinema Month is not starting off very hot. Once again, we have a none of us are going to sit down and watch this movie again. Um, though last week, I think there was an opportunity. Jay, you really dropped the ball. You, you tortured us. I'm going to... I'm going to have to think on your apology on whether or not I'm going to accept it. So That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> while I consider I this, Dave, you're going to continue and take us to another amusement park next week. Where are we going? Uh, well, we're going to be going to a SeaWorld analog because I am bringing a, uh, a, a somewhat legendary bit of bad film. We're going to see the third uh, in the Jaws series, Jaws <laughs> 3-D. Because this is one of several attempts at making that a goddamn thing. Wait, are they in a SeaWorld thing? They are. So, yeah, there's a, a great white that gets brought into a sea. Not like a Disneyland? No, it's it's like a, an actual aquarium. 
While I'm excited to be disappointed yet again, I'm probably not going to see a shark on a fucking roller coaster next week, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> Check us out at shittycinema.com. Find us on social, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at badmoviesbadpeople, and that's PPL. I'm on Instagram at casey.cinema if you want to see pictures of the dogs. If you like what you're hearing, force a friend to listen to us. Maybe time to, like, a chair in the basement. If you want to help in a more legal way, swing by the Shitty Cinema Patreon page and throw us a couple bucks if you can. Big up to our latest Patreon, J.B. Wallace. I imagine him kind of like Kingpin from Spider-Man. I don't know why. It's a cool name. And as always, let's turn off the lights, crack open a beer, and go hang out with other people's kids. (laughs) 